This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the February 28th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to break down the injuries around the league. There are quite a few of them just a week after the All-Star break. So much for teams being healthy. And I'll talk about that. And some Thursday games and a little bit of Wednesday as well. With me to do so is Ryan Knauss. What's up, man? A shocking amount of injuries coming out of the break, right? I yeah, mean, saw, every day. Saw, it like... Yeah, like even Kemba Walker and Alfred Payton were getting DMPs directly after the break. I'm like, what's going on here? And then... Now we've we've seen even more. Has this spate of injuries caught up with your teams? Um, I've been pretty fortunate on a lot of pickups. Uh, so nice. losing Kemba, like basically, I basically swapped Kemba for Shake Milton in two leagues that I'm really really into. Shake's been yeah. so big for me, but yeah, I, need, I have a lot of Kemba. I need Kemba back tomorrow, um, and then I have the one more. Actually, I don't need him back tomorrow, but I need him back in like a week. Uh, my playoffs in both those leagues, uh, super deep twelves. They start. Uh, a week from com- this coming Monday, so what? Yes, yeah, so you away. probably you probably don't mind if he gets a couple yeah. DMPs this week. Get him nice and healthy, so the Celtics hopefully don't rest him down the stretch. Yeah, there. I'm in. I've been pretty good with pickups. Uh, it's weird. It's again, if you pick up people and your opponent gets on the bad end of it, it really can hurt you. Like if you like, if so, like if say you picked up Shake Milton and you're going against someone Ben Simmons, it's probably going to swing the matchup. Yeah. Did did you pick up Shake in the in the Roto World I staff didn't. league? Yeah. I, oh, okay. Because yeah. I have Simmons. I was like that. That could be that situation exactly. But no, I have I have Shake in a lot of leagues, but not that one. Nice. I think Jonas has him. But yeah, Jonas, I Shake actually don't have. Great. Yeah, I missed out on Shake everywhere. I think uh, having the twin babies has really <laughs> really impacted my fantasy pickup game, Mike. I'm, I'm always, <laughs> I feel like I'm always a, a step slow to the waiver wire these yeah, days. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, okay, so let's let's talk about that first. So uh, Ben Simmons is out, out at least two weeks, and a lot of the kind of Twitter doctors who are real doctors, like uh, Dr. Chow is a football doctor, he's kind of saying that Ben could be out longer. They don't know why he's being reevaluated for two weeks. Like he was, he just made it seem like it's going to be longer. Um, Jeff Stotts is another guy who's uh, in a lot of sports industries. He's kind of saying the same thing. So it sounds like. He's going to probably be out beyond the two weeks. Uh, Joel Embiid, we got news yesterday, is out at least one week. No major structural damage, but uh, earlier in the day, Keith Pompey said it could be between seven and ten days and three to four weeks, which makes sense for a shoulder injury. Um, got a big win against the Knicks. They kind of played it pretty close um, with Mo Harkless getting hot in third. But obviously, Shake Milton, who was only 11% owned yesterday, uh, I imagine that number shot up after he went off again. Um, full line, 19 points, four times, three boards, two blocks, one steal, five of five from three, six of seven from the field. Uh, so Shake, I mean, there's really nothing else to be said. Uh, Brett Brown basically said there's a tournament for the starting point guard. Shake Milton's got it locked up. Uh, so yeah. he's full on, um, you know, high, high ball in his hands amount. Uh, he's definitely a, a must add in, in the true sense. Absolutely. I would assume that in most competitive leagues, he's got, he's long gone, yeah. but uh, I mean, congrats to anyone who picked him up. And obviously we saw the other night Tobias went off. Um, so he, he gets a nice boost in usage. Yeah. Obviously Josh Richardson and Horford also benefit here. Huge. Uh, Horford like, was almost twice as effective with Embiid off the floor. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think it's there like 17 go. points per 36 versus like nine. His assists are way up. His blocks are way up. Like, yeah, you pretty much hit the jackpot. Um, with and he, you're right, because he was playing poorly for the oh, past horrible. month. I mean, yeah. really bad, like to the point where he was a liability in 12-team leagues. No one was cutting him because it's Al Horford, but this is a fortuitous turn of events if you own Horford and don't have Embiid. Uh, do you have any faith in a guy, you know, who else is there? Like Kylo Quinn? No. Korkmaz would be the next guy I picked yeah, up. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. good. He's got a per 36 without Embiid, uh, almost 200-minute sample. He's 21 points, almost four threes per 36. Um, I... So his his main roadblock right now is Glenn Robinson the third who hasn't impressed me at all. He had a couple good defensive plays, but 
He's missing a lot of shots. This team's going to need offense. They're going to go against better teams than the Knicks. So I think it'll be just a matter of... And there was a weird story that came out that Glenn Robinson didn't know his role. Um, yeah. I, I just think Moss is a guy who... He's not in, he's not nearly in the shake, gotta add him tier, but he's up there. Right. I expect him to kind of get hot real, real, real soon. I'm with you, and I'm keeping an eye on Alec Burks, because mm-hmm. as you said, they're going to need more playmaking, and Burks has more of that in his bag than GR3. Um, yeah, that story you mentioned was strange. Robinson basically complained about being traded from the from the Warriors because he, he said flat out, like, I was having a career year, and I got a family to feed. He wanted to get paid this summer, and he feels like playing a smaller role for Philly is going to hurt him. Yeah. It was a weird – I'm like, how does that help your your – perceived value if you're complaining about playing for a playoff team <laughs> like yeah. i didn't get it but and they started um, it and it was yeah. like oh man did the uh, squeaky wheel situation where he's like okay yeah, fine, exactly. we'll start you but yeah i i expect quirk miles to take over real real soon um mitch alec burks he was mostly shakes backup did have a little bit of overlap in the fourth quarter too so um that'll trend up so i'm with you uh and then really shakes breakout has really kind of yeah. taken away from matisse theibel uh as a pickup because um, we saw Josh Richardson play a little bit of one the last time Ben was missing games. So Thibault will probably trend up. Like I'd, I'd take him over Glenn Robinson, but uh, it's pretty clear um, that he's pretty much in the Kylo Quinn tier, I guess. Uh, and yeah. I would even say even maybe slight edge to O'Quinn just because we know he's a really good permanent player. But yeah, it's pretty much clear like Shake, Korkmaz, O'Quinn slash Thibault, or sorry, O'Quinn slash Burks, then Thibault in that order. And then I don't really care about Glenn Robinson. I'm with you there. Cool. All those guys kind of hurting each other's value, but I like, I like that rundown from top nice. to bottom. And yeah, if you need a big man, take O'Quinn. If you need you know, maybe a little bit more well-rounded, take Burks, whatever you need to do. Defensive stats, maybe take a shot on Thibel. Um, Let's just hit the Knicks while we're on this game really quick. So uh, just quickly, Mo Harkless, he was a straight goose egg. Uh, I had streamed him in a bunch of leagues. He got eight minutes, one shot, nothing. And then the third quarter happened. Uh, five threes in the first seven minutes uh, to really turn his game around. Uh, so he played 18 minutes in the second half. Um, just totally made his night. A uh, little bit of a fluke here. Uh, Bobby Portis was benched in the fourth on Wednesday. Played really well. I'm sorry, um, Julius Randle. Sorry about that. Julius Randle was benched in the fourth on Wednesday. Played great. Uh, six 30-point game. Uh, was roasted on defense by Tobias, who we mentioned. But, um, yeah, uh, Alfred Payne had a big game in his return. Uh, didn't really have a backup. It was Alonzo Trier who stepped up. I would expect him to kind of call up Kadeem Allen if Dennis Smith Jr.'s concussion keeps him out. Probably will. But uh, and then Kevin Knox got benched. Man, what a what a disaster Kevin Knox has been. And then Bobby Portis was horrible as usual. Um, Mitch Robinson di- did start the second half and had 32 minutes, three blocks too. So um, if Taj Gibson's back injury is a thing, maybe Mitch Rob could crush kind of like he did last year after the break. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, and maybe even if Taj is healthy, they finally decide to just start Mitch. <clears throat> They're not benefiting from having Taj Gibson out there. You know, this team should be geared toward player development at this point, trying different lineup combinations, seeing what works, what doesn't. It just makes no sense, Mike. <laughs> I've been saying it all season. Yeah, since December, um, we're like, oh, Mitch Robinson's going to start now that Miller's taking over. Like, okay, yeah, here we are. It's going to be yeah, freaking March yeah, on Sunday. I, that didn't work. Um, but yeah, Alfred Payton, I mean, we should talk about this guy a little bit more. In the past month, only eight games because of the All-Star break and then his subsequent injury. But he's, he's averaging 14 points, six boards, 10 assists, and two and a half steals. Like, those are elite numbers. Yeah. That's Ricky Rubio on steroids. Um, so how do you feel about it? Like, I bought in. I only have him in one points league, but he's been crushing for me lately. Yeah, I have zero. I'm very firm, never elf. Um, I was, I'm too, firm, but you can't deny wrong. what he's doing. Yeah, no turnovers yesterday, too. 12 assists. Uh, huge swing uh, in nine cats to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, just take my L and move along. Uh, he looks legit. Yeah. Uh, again, Nilo Kina, I don't think that groin thing's going away. He's possible shutdown. Uh, this DSJ concussion thing. DSJ has played a little bit better lately, but obviously doesn't touch Peyton. Uh, and like I said, like Kadeem Allen's probably going to be his backup now for you know the next couple week or so, or however yeah. long DSJ's out. Because I don't think Nuki is coming back. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there, but not that I would add Allen anywhere. But I think right. he's a, frankly a better option. We saw Dennis Smith Jr. get seven minutes last yeah. night, and he was very ineffective. So we had the um, he had the concussion, so that's why he didn't play in the second half. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah so he would have probably played 15, In 16. In fairness. But, um, yeah, he's obviously dusted. 
okay, so let's move on to some other injuries, unless you got something else. No, I'm good on the next. Okay, cool. Uh, so we got uh, Stephen Curry, not officially back. We've seen Sean Serenia say it's going to be Sunday. We've heard for weeks now it's going to be Sunday. Uh, Steve Kirk kind of pumping the brakes a little bit on that, saying he wants to go through another scrimmage today. So I would expect it today. We get official word that it's Sunday. Um, and then also Kai Bowman, last minute last night, real bad ankle sprain. He's going to miss a lot of time. Uh, Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins, a late scratch, and they started Dragon Bender uh, in an ultra big lineup against the Lakers, which was I, I was stunned when that happened. It's like I I tweeted yesterday. That I think he's just trolling the Suns, uh, a team he used to work for, uh, <laughs> to start Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender in a lineup. Um, so Steph Curry fallout here. Uh, I'll hand it to you first. What are you kind of expecting from your Jordan Pools? Damian Lee's, uh, Kai Bowman's obviously a drop now that he's hurt. Anything else? Yeah, no, I mean, definite boost for Jordan Poole, who I still don't trust just because of his season-long inefficiency. But I don't know. If you need points, he got eight assists last night. Uh, obviously, Curry coming back is going to hurt him. Yeah. So I would take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, probably, uh, I have Poole a couple. My plan is to start him on Saturday, and I'm cutting him that night. Yeah. Um I guess if the Warriors were trying to troll the Suns with that Bender-Chris frontcourt, it sort of turned around on them with Chris and Bender getting 10 personal fouls versus 8 <laughs> points. Uh, didn't didn't quite pan out. Anthony um, Davis is really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw Draymond Green picked up his 13th tech, I think, of yep. the season. Yep. Yeah, so that's something to watch out for. Not that I mean, you expect him to get DMPs anyway just for random rest, so yep. honestly, if he hits 16 and gets suspended, it's not going to be the end of the world. That'll just probably negate one of his planned rest days anyway um eric pascal is finally showing a bit of life so i I like him as a pickup um and then toscano anderson is you know he had a couple good games i actually streamed him in a couple leagues but he's been disappointing the past two the only way i would touch him is if wiggins and draymond green are both out i guess yeah which could happen i could definitely see that on saturday uh they sit sit draymond out yeah yeah, so, that so I kind of like, kind of like him. Yep. Now, d- does Wiggins' injury feel to you like he might miss more time? Uh, I really couldn't tell. I mean, it's an upper back spasms thing. It was a late scratch, so back to back set. You would think he misses a game, given the Warriors' stance on. Like we saw Russell miss back to back when he was still there. Uh, Draymond obviously misses back to back games, so you would think he's not playing in both. Right. So then, yeah, that would be great news for P- Pascal. Uh, you mentioned Toscano Anderson. We saw Michael Mulder make his debut. Uh, I think he has 3.93s per game in the G League to lead the league. Uh, so he'll obviously get shots, obviously, in an offense that likes to shoot threes. Uh, but obviously with Steph coming back, you're talking super deep. Um, it would be just a Saturday stream. Yeah, um, yeah that's that's kind of where we're at. But we uh, mentioned, Bo- Bowman, I'll just yeah. add, Bowman did start for Draymond in the second half, so they're okay going smaller. So, yeah, there's there's definitely minutes to be had, especially with Bowman, who played 31 minutes, and he played well, besides the turnovers. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of a, an, an avenue for, for value here if you want to stream that Saturday. Again, if Draymond and or Wiggins sit. Yeah. I have had Bowman in just the 30 deep league, and he's been frustrating to own because he's been really good for short stretches, but then obviously he was assigned to the G League for a long time, finally comes back gets hurt it's just you know hasn't yeah. been able to put together that sustained stretch but we mentioned Steph hurting Jordan Poole do you feel like he'll hurt Damian Lee as much not a little as much? bit yeah just because the usage yeah. is going to go down but I think Lee's still going to be fine uh they're going to play him in three guard lineups uh I still think he's going to have a path to minutes obviously maybe being Steph's brothers and brother-in-law could help his case too <laughs> so yeah the other narratives but yeah I think I think he won't he won't be maybe 10 team viable but I still think he'll be pretty solid for 12s yeah. Especially and with just, Bowman down. Yeah. On like a non-fantasy note, I'm curious to see how Steph Shaw look, cause, looks, because he's mentioned that he has kind of lingering nerve damage yeah, it's in his left hand. hand. Yeah. So it's yeah, non-shooting, but, it, you know, with his elite handles, he relies on that so much, frequently finishes with either hand. So it'll be interesting to see if that, you know, even slightly impacts his What are MVP your expectations on Curry going forward? Do you think he'll be top 10-ish still? Or? I... I'd hedge my bets a little. I mean, it was just, well, I say just a hand injury. He's been out months, but it's not like his conditioning would suffer. I don't think they'll rein in his minutes a ton. So if he gets 28 to 30 minutes a game, yeah, I think top 10 is reasonable, but, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit of rust. So I'd, I'd hedge my bets and say second round probably the rest of the way. Yeah, Warriors don't have a very good playoff schedule for most formats either, so check that too. 
Um, okay, that kind of covers that. Lakers, uh, kind of in the dark on LeBron. We saw he kind of hit Josh Hart in the head with his with uh, with his groin injury. We don't know if that's why, but obviously LeBron had their groin injury last year. So, you know, kind of in the dark here. Um, Fallout-wise, Rondo played great. Obviously, the matchup helped. Kyle Kuzma is going to be really valuable, who's been really terrible for nine cat leagues on the season. But um, Kuzma definitely would be worth a pickup. Uh, I actually had talked to you on Wednesday that I was debating. He was on waivers, and I wasn't sure if I was going to use my number one waiver on him, and I decided to pass, um, which is fine. Uh, and actually, my opponent used his number two or three waiver on him, too. So, mm. But uh, I had a pretty good day yesterday with uh, a stream Bowman and a lot of other guys, too. But uh, yeah. Um, what, what do you, is there really anything to talk about here? No, I guess Kuzma is not a great fantasy player, frankly. Yeah. He will, as you said, with, with LeBron out, it's a, it's a totally different ball game. He's right. going to get a lot more touches and minutes and so forth, but that all comes down to how long do you think LeBron might be out at the moment? It's pure speculation. You'd think that because of the severity of the injury last year, the Lakers would take every precaution and probably sit him until he's 100%, then sit him a, another game just to be sure. But we, we don't know. So I'm not I'm not running to the wire to add Kuzma, put it that way. Yeah, I'm kind of um, way. And otherwise, it's just Lakers business as usual. You know, minutes spread all over. It was a blowout. So yeah. last Third night's quarter box was score, just a beat of, down. Yeah, 40-17 yeah, like, in the yeah. Lakers' favor. Anthony Davis was like but, so many defensive yeah. plays. It was just like, oh, man, Anthony Davis is, is one of those. Anthony Davis is so good. And I'll just add on AD. I mean, most DFS players know this. Uh, he's 33-10-3 per 36 without LeBron this year. So he's yeah, like DFS yeah. chalk city if LeBron misses more games. I was on pace to crush in FanDuel last night, but they, if only Davis had played in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, I could have done so much better. Oh, but, my God, yeah. He oh, still, he still hit the money. Too. Yeah. But, and I guess Rondo, we should mention, yep. if LeBron misses more games, stream him. Just dime steals. You know the deal with Rondo. Yep, yep. Uh, moving on to what was really the odd story of the week. Um, Wake Monk just got his first NBA start uh, on, what, Tuesday, and then Wednesday news comes that he's suspended indefinitely. You know, we don't know the details yet, but it sounds more of like a Tyreek Evans situation than a John Collins or DeAndre Ayton kind of situation where he has to meet up with a medical doctor, and the medical doctor has to basically clear him to get put the yeah. paperwork through to get off suspension. So he's probably out for the year, which is really too bad because uh, he was playing well. So the fallout here is... Caleb Martin's going to be in the rotation. Cody Martin had subbed in for Devontae Graham, so he's probably the big winner, quote-unquote, as a pickup. Um, we're talking pretty deep here. He doesn't really do much. Maybe some decent steals numbers. Um, a little bit more leash for Devontae, a little bit more leash for Terry Rozier. Jalen uh, McDaniels is a slight beneficiary when they go bigger. Um, to put him next, or smaller, I guess, with him and Miles Bridges at 3-4. He subbed in for Miles Bridges. But, yeah, really not a whole lot to take away. Um, it's just pretty much it moves Cody Martin up a notch. To, from a deep league stream to like a, maybe even a 12 team stream. I, I, yeah, I totally agree. There's no huge winners here, unfortunately. And you're right that it's a strange situation. It does not sound like a PED violation or even just, you know, maybe a first marijuana infraction. Yeah. With Evans, they, they called it quote unquote a drug of abuse. And you gotta wonder if it's something like that that Monk got, got tested positive for. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you had him, it's unfortunate because he was finally doing well. Probably the best stretch he's played maybe since he's joined the NBA. Yeah, he had that but, one five-game stretch to close his rookie season. But I'd say this is even right. better because he was doing more than just scoring lately. His assists were up. He's making yeah. shots, a little bit of defense. Yeah, but, you know, as you said, he's probably done for the season. Yeah, so, so easy drop. Yeah. And and there's really no positive. I mean, now Caleb Martin's in the rotation. Cody Martin gets a bump up. Sadly, that's about it. Yeah. I'm a little bit surprised that the, the Hornets didn't even call up Dwayne Bacon. Like, how low yeah. are they on this guy? He's still in the G League, even with yeah. Malik Monk suspended. Wow. Yep. Yeah, 51-pointer 51, 51 uh, a couple weeks ago in his, in his G League season debut. So I mean, why not call him up air him out? I don't think, see. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I guess they want to just look at Jalen McDaniels for a little bit. That's kind yeah. of to give him a fair shake. So, I mean, I don't really think. McDaniels has been decent. But I don't really think he's going to do anything to keep Bacon, who's had some really – had, what, a couple of 25-pointer games. But, um, yeah, I mean, got to give him credit for going to G League and doing damage. So Yeah. All right, moving on to the other big injury of the, new, the day. And we were talking about this on Wednesday in Slack. It's like, oh, man, it sounds like Kelly Oubre is going to miss some time here. And lo and behold, uh, Chris Haynes of Yahoo 
reporting that he has a torn meniscus. So if it's a medial meniscus, mm-hmm. that's four to six weeks. Lateral, six to eight. So you're talking pretty much season here. Um, so you could maybe wait for it to be official, but Haynes is pretty legit. So I would probably drop Ubre. And the guy I added in a bunch uh, is Cameron Johnson. So I think tying together some quotes. Okay. We saw uh, Monty Williams, and you had, uh, I know you read the story, you hooked me up with it. Um, that Monty Williams is talking about kind of owing it to the franchise to play the younger guys. Now, he was talking about Rubio being 27, 29 minutes per game to look at Elliot Cobo, a little bit of uh, Javon Carter, mm-hmm. Ty, Ty Jerome a little bit. So I kind of tie that into Cam Johnson and the Dario Saric situation. And as a matter of fact, they actually used the lineup of Cam Johnson for Dario with the other four starters, so Rubio, Booker, Mikel Bridges, and Ayton. That was five minutes used in the, in the fourth quarter. Uh, six minutes on the whole game. And then uh, before that, it was used for like five minutes on the entire season. Um, so I expect that lineup to be used more. Uh, I think Cam's going to be sneaky for like two and a half threes, you know, maybe 13 points per game. So he has a back-to-back here coming up and then only three games next week. So, you know, yeah. streaming for the back-to-back and then go from there. So I do think it's telling. You mentioned his points and threes. And nothing else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, that's what worries me because, yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't rebound the ball. He's not going to get assists. And the defensive stats have been poor, although his, his steals have come up a little bit recently. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as you said, with the back-to-back looming, I would take him. I thought – now, it, what do you think Mikal Bridges' ownership is? It's it's, you, too, it's too low. Someone like, Two people have said, pick up Mikal Bridges. Like, dude, he's been like top That's 30. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. He, he should have already be owned, and especially with yeah. Ubre out. I mean, this guy just deals specialists alone. Yeah. He's hitting some threes, can chip in a little bit everywhere. He's not really going to hurt you. I like him a lot, so I'm oh picking God, him yeah. up. If he's still out there, just add him. And yeah. maybe Dario Saric gets a little bit of a boost here, um, but not so much that I'd go out and get him. Yeah, I have him for the back-to-back as well on uh, a couple leagues, and I'm kind of I'm probably going to – I have uh, I think I have Cam in every non-30-deep league uh, yeah. For my deeper league, so I'm gonna try to tr- uh, trust him for these two. But I mean, yeah, Mikel Bridges the last like month and a half, he's just been total smash spot. Um, he's had uh, in 11 February games 2.1 steals, 0.8 blocks, 1.33s, 52% from the field, 94% yeah. from the line. Like he's been total like again early round guy. Um, so I don't know how he's available in any. Any league, like he's gonna get yeah. thirty-five minutes per game. We we know he's capable. He played what thirty-six and a half minutes in the last seven eight games of the season last year when everyone was hurt. And hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting hurt again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Mikel Bridges is, is definitely Smash City. And I was I was with you. I don't think I mentioned it, but Ubre. I think if you have him, you have to cut him. Yeah. Uh, torn meniscus with you know t- what is it? Twenty-three games left on the schedule and a bad team going nowhere. And I, I it was ominous. I think I said to you on Slack. That when Ricky Rubio was wearing Ubre's jersey during <laughs> warmups, I was like, "Oh, this is not good," because yeah. <laughs> because players do that to like honor their teammates and show solidarity. They don't just do it for fun. So I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be bad." Yeah. Yep. And then the quote unquote opinions from Monty Williams was really the most ominous quote there. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, Booker does get a little bit of a slight boost with Ubre off the floor for what it's worth for you DFS listeners. So um, hmm. against the Pistons could be a pretty good line for him tonight. Uh, moving on to another injury. That's the theme for this pod today. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, who had been playing pretty decent with some block numbers. Um, he's out for at least three games with elbow discomfort. Had an MRI. Uh, so he's out until at least Monday. Um, we saw Bruno Fernando play pretty well uh, against the Magic. Almost had a double-double. Uh, Travis Schlenk really talked him up during the broadcast. This is before the Deadman would miss multiple games news. So reading between the... When you see that, and we talked about this as Ubre too... Like, when these guys talk up these younger players, you assume that bad news is coming for the veterans. So, mm-hmm. the Deadman news is, was coming. I think he's going to be out for beyond those three games. So, Fernando's going to be, again, kind of stream city. Um, you know, stream him tonight. Um, and then, I think the big winner, who should have been owned already, is Cam Reddish. Uh, John Collins, who's been ridiculously good this year. Uh, especially as a five, he'll be up. He'll play a lot of five, so Cam Reddish will open up time. Uh, Kevin Herter also dinged up with a little bit of a groin injury. It's going to play. Probably means limited back-to-backs. He's been playing insane amount of minutes this month. Uh, so maybe it'll go from upper 30s to mid-lower 30s. But uh, And then obviously Trey Young's been just unreal. Um, and DeAndre Hunter's been kind yeah. of hit or miss for the most part, but the minutes are up. Uh, had a bad shooting game in the last time. But any, anything else you have uh, for this? 
No, I agree, I agree with the, all those takes. And I would maybe add, I think John Collins is going to get a handful more minutes at center yeah. with dead Deadman out. Capella's not, not even on the horizon, um, which benefits Collins because he's been great in his minutes at center this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I'll add both Lloyd Pierce and Travis Schlenk said, quote, mid-March. Um, and don't forget, we talked about this many times. Mike D'Antoni said Capella could miss up to a month when he first started missing games in Houston. So this is yeah. not a tank situation. Capella's hurt, man. Uh, plantar fasciitis, you need time off. Uh, so anything else, that one? No, I was surprised when Capella returned with the Rockets, you know, mm. like a br- bruised heel, and then it started to morph into plantar fasciitis. And as you and I know, and any long-term fantasy owner knows, you need to plant- plantar fasciitis, all you can do is rest. So, um, yeah, I was surprised he got back out there. It seems like he may have even aggravated a little bit. Yep. That's, yeah, so he'll probably, they want to sit, they want to do kind of like a dress rehearsal kind of a thing, so he may play a couple games, but he will be heavily, heavily restricted, um, so he's definitely a drop candidate if you need wins, if your playoffs are coming up, or if you're, you know, on the on the brink of missing the playoffs. Um, yeah. Moving to the Bulls here, so we got another injury, and it's so weird, like the Bulls keep saying they're playing guys through injuries, we know the Ryan Archidiakono forever probable tag for the first half of the season, but now Kobe Whitehurt is back. Uh, didn't practice yesterday, uh, quote, a tweak back. So he was red hot uh, coming into this. Uh, and then we have Wendell Carter Jr. likely back on Saturday. Auto Porter getting close, not back yet. <sighs> wow. What do you make of this whole situation here? Uh, I'm not too worried about Kobe White right now. Um, I mean, they called it a tweak. We don't know what that means, but it's not spasms. It's not a... A strain or anything like that as far as we can tell so uh, hopefully he keeps rolling and I'm fine with him in a bench roll I know everyone's on Jim Boylan for not starting him but he scored 30 plus points in three straight games if he's torching second units why not just leave him there yeah. <laughs> like cares, for fantasy yeah. purposes I'm fine with that I don't want him going up against a better uh, first unit defender in anyway so yep. uh, I'm okay with that yep. otherwise man the Bulls are such a mess I try to avoid them yep uh, I mean, Cristiano Felicio played 33 minutes on Tuesday. Like, what's what's up with that? Uh, they've been starting Archidiacono. Shaq Harrison played more minutes than him on Tuesday, though. It's just chaos. Uh, I think Thad Young has lasting value. He's been just good enough to own. Obviously, you know, standard bear, Zach Levine, he's doing his thing. It sounds like Wendell Carter Jr. could be back soon. He should obviously be owned at this point, but... um. Yeah. He's going to have a minute limit, so I'd, I'd rein in your expectations. Like, if he's top 100 for the first two weeks when he gets back, that's fine. Yep. Um, I don't know. Anyone else you're interested in on this yeah, roster? Yeah, if, if Kobe's out, I'm interested in Shaq Harrison, at least until Otto Porter gets back. Okay. Um, we know he has good steals numbers. Had that two-block, two-steal game in the last one. Um, mm. Sounds like Archie Diakono is finally losing some steam after Boylan really let him go um, with what, minutes in the 30s for a hot minute. But, um, yeah, I think I'd look at Shaq um, if we hear that Kobe's out for Saturday. That's kind of where we're at. But, like we said, I, I and I said this coming into the season, like, besides Wendell, if he slips, I was off bulls entirely. So I definitely took a loss on Levine, who's been tremendous this season. But um, for the most part, I feel like I'm pretty good with my anti-bull stance, <laughs> which which will be, again, the same thing next year. Uh, I won't be touching them. They're just so hard to tr- hard to trust. Um, same way, so especially if Boylan is still their head coach. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to be, but I yeah, it does. Not, I don't think they have any plans to change their front office or really anything. Uh, moving on to another sudden injury here. It's Andre Drummond calf injury. He's already been ruled out for Friday. Uh, had really been trending down, uh, losing minutes to Tristan Thompson. We saw that game against Miami. They played, I want to say, twelve minutes of a Thompson and Drummond lineup. I think they were like minus. 60-something net rating in that time. Uh, just got boat raced. But, um, man, someone tweeted me yesterday, do I drop Drummond? And I was like, man, if you're like going to do or die, I mean, you may have to. Um, calf injuries, obviously, with the Kevin Durant thing are kind of no joke. But, um, yeah, what else you got on this Drummond situation? Well, wouldn't it be the ultimate irony, Mike, if Drummond, who is just a perennial Iron Man playing 80-plus games like every season <laughs> – if he is shut down and Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson continue to play, <laughs> like, I, oh, I would lose my mind. Um, I only have Drummond in one league in its punt free throw percentage, so I'm happy to hold on to him. But I, I see 
what you're saying. I mean, he's been bad lately. And even prior to this injury, his minutes were trending down. He was playing, what, 22 to 26 minutes per game for the past week and a half. Uh, Tristan Thompson, frankly, outplayed him a bunch of games off the bench. So I'm not loving it. And they've got Larry Nance Jr. who's been playing great. They need to find minutes for him. And as long as they're not shutting down Kevin Love, that's a very crowded front court. So it's it's not looking good for Drummond. Even if this calf injury proves to be pretty minor and he comes back quickly, he's, you know, if you factor in all of his fantasy deficiencies and the fact that he didn't even get, I think he ever, he got two, six boards in two straight games prior to the injury. You might be looking at a guy who's like top 150 at best. I, it's weird to say, but I think yeah. that's where we're at. Yeah, he does have the player option. So, you know, obviously with the, the calf thing and the Kevin Durant thing where he, you know, calf turned into Achilles, not, not necessarily that's why, but, you know, you could say that they're related. It's not too far of a stretch, but... You know, he's got a big summer coming up, so why would you play Hurt? Um, so I think that, yeah, he could miss more games. But, again, he has the player option. It's kind of a, a fail-safe uh, if things do go bad. But, um, yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, the games Kevin Love sits, obviously Nance is going to be Chalk City. He already should be Chalk City. He should be owned everywhere. Um, but then just yeah. to take it a step further, be looking at super deep streams, Ante Zizic, and that's kind of it. Uh, maybe see a little bit more Jetty at the four, which has opened up Kevin Porter Jr. was a little bit rocky last week. Uh, obviously, got torched against Miami when that in that blowout game, but he's really kind of bounced back uh, over his last couple. So Kevin Porter Jr. is kind of back on track here. Yeah, he went. He was whiplash with him. He had those two terrible games last week in, in a back-to-back set, and then was it also against Miami? I think when he went yeah. off for, yep. for thirty, mm-hmm. and and had a full line, if I remember. Um, so yeah, he's been great. That was kind of a reminder why you picked him up because yep. he's got upside. His coach is talking him up constantly like you know saying he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot with his playmaking they're going to give him every opportunity so you lo- you love to hear that especially for a young guy on a bad team where it's not just lip service they're definitely going to make him a sixth man the rest of the way so yeah. uh he should be on nance obviously must own yeah. and otherwise like i tristan thompson i guess just keep rolling with it i i've had to suspend my disbelief all year with this guy so <laughs> yeah I'm not an authority. I can't really speak to it. I've been doom and gloom with him since day one. So just keep keep going with it and cross your fingers. Big big man Alfred Payton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so another injury for the Pacers. Um, we had Oladipo come back uh, and then put Jeremy Lamb still out with a knee injury. So uh, Oladipo coming back pretty much takes the gem out of the donut for the Holiday boys. Uh, Aaron Holiday, who would have been pretty much viable, maybe even 12s if Old Depot had been hurt, but he was back, played 26 minutes. Uh, Old Depot has been sub-50% at the rim. He's shooting mid-30% from the field. Said after the game that his body isn't caught up to where it needs to be uh, and his mental mm-hmm. game is ahead. So, I mean, I told someone to drop Old Depot for Shake Milton yesterday. Uh, I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I don't think it is. But that's kind of where we're at. He's kind of borderline 10-teamers. I don't really expect him to really bust out. The good news is they don't have a back-to-back until the 23rd. Um, so if he's healthy, which I don't know if he's going to be, um, he should get games, yeah. but yeah, i I mean, I just kind of is what it is. It's so obvious his body's not where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's shooting. What's he shooting? 35%, 35% yeah. with two, two, two and a half boards, two and a half assists, 0.6 steals and 0.1 blocks. He's not helping you. And yeah. the, the problem is I, I think owners are so resistant to cutting him because you probably stashed him for a month, right? More. <laughs> and yeah, or more, and, and he's Victor Oladipo. Like, yeah. he's a superstar, right? He's an all-star. So you have this built-up image of what he is and that he'll carry you in the fantasy playoffs. And maybe he gets hot at the right time. I hope he does. But from what we've seen on the court and what he's saying himself, like, I don't feel like I'm up to speed, it's just not good. So, yes, if if Shake Milton's out there, if you need to win now to either make the playoffs or just get up, you know, maybe you're you're vying for a bye week. I think he's a definite cut candidate. Yeah, Pace, Pacers do have a pretty good late season schedule, so that's another kind of pro Old Depot thing if you want. But man, like again, we just rattled off so many names as possible ads right now with all these injuries out there. Like, yeah, he's not like I wouldn't drop him for like Cam Johnson or somebody like that or even Bruno or whoever. But your shakes. you prefer Justin Holiday over Victor Oladipo? I would still take Oladipo. I mean, yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, Holiday's actually not bad. It's but, pretty close. Yeah, yeah Holiday's been better like objectively with the numbers over the past month so yeah like i mean you could make a case for bruno uh over oladipo if you really needed a big man like i think that's kind of where we're at like you could definitely 
Um, like I don't, I probably, I'd, I'd rather have Damian Lee even with Curry coming back. Um, I don't even know who else I could say. I mean, there's a bunch of guys. Like I think, yeah. Not I, I would take him over more. I mean, again, like if if a guy's hot and like I'm pretty much a guy who has proved him. Like Mikel Bridges is a no brainer, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Easily. Like a guy sure. who have already proven their value to you should be more valuable than Oladipo. But guys who are you know, like, I'm, yeah, kind of on the. I'm gonna re- revise my opinion and say I will take Justin Holiday over Oladipo. Okay, there you go. With, with Lamb out, I think his minutes come up a little. His steals are rock solid. He's hitting, you know, over two threes a game. I, and he's not hurting you in percentages, unlike VO. So, yep. yeah, I'm going to – that's my hot take yep, there for you this go. segment. Yeah, not, it's not too hot. Yeah, it's definitely the safer <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. two, but you're pretty much buying Old Depot for his upside. And you yeah, can get better. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I could go either way. Again, I'm not, I'm not backing Old Depot at all here. Um, moving on to Portland. This is the fourth game Dame missed. We know he said he's going to miss four or five, so probably one more. I get the sense it's going to be a couple more. Uh, he said up to mm. six when he said it early on, and we haven't seen too much progress. Uh, CJ McCollum has been a stud. I think he's been like 30 and 10 in the last four. Um, you know, shooting the ball okay, but he's been good. Gary Trent, we saw him with 41 minutes. Anthony Simon's been a little bit of a letdown. Uh, Ariza's been pretty good. Melo's been a little, he had the big game on Sunday, but after besides mm. that, he's been kind of underwhelming. Um, and just Hassan Whiteside has been ridiculous. Uh, I think he's at. I counted yesterday. 15 games, I think, with 35 minutes, and he had two combined the last two seasons. Uh, So just big, big minutes. Uh, We still don't have a target date on Nurkic yet. So Whiteside's just been really the value pick of the year. I don't think it's even close uh, with how good he's been. Yeah, I mean, maybe you could throw Brandon Ingram into the conversation, but Whiteside, top 10 all year long. Unbelievable. Uh, And he keeps rolling. And Nurk, as we've said before, I don't think anyone on the Rotoro crew is overly concerned about Nurkic because he's no, going to be no. babied with the playing time and DMPs and so forth. I think best um, case it'll be 28-20 minute split. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And the Blazers are such an easy team. I know when I blurb games of them, <laughs> yeah. you, it's like you kind of know what you're going to get every single time. Yeah. Uh, obviously with Dame out, there's some curveballs like Gary Trent scoring 20 points uh, last night Yeah, or the other night. So... Yeah, nothing really, no huge takeaways here, I guess. I would roll with Trent if Dame misses more games. Yep. McCollum is just a no-brainer, like in DFS. Yeah. It has to be owned. His ownership was like 88% in, in attorney last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, otherwise, I guess I would play Ariza. I, I'm not really into Mellow, but no. I, I get it. If Because, as you said, there's so many pickups right now. Yeah. And Mellow is just kind of low-end. He's not going to chip in many contributing st- supporting stats, so I'd look elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, other easy teams. OKC is pretty easy to blurb. Jazz are pretty easy to blurb. Oh, yeah. Rockets are really easy to blurb. Although they're sometimes mixing it up with Daniel House and this and that. But there's a quite quite a decent amount of teams that are pretty easy to blurb these days. Yeah. Versus like the Wizards are very I'd hard. say the, the Bucks are pretty easy. Oh, Bucks are for sure easy to blurb. There's like three, four, I guess four relevant guys. Yeah. And then it's pretty much just a wasteland. Well, Dante, dude, what do you think? Of, I, I dropped Dante DiVincenzo in a couple leagues. Um, it's been kind of boring. I just think that the Bucks may be going for seventy wins, so I don't know. I'm not too excited. I used to I love Divincenzo, but I dropped him for actually Corey Joseph, uh, and was probably my lowest guy I dropped for. Um, Darren Fox's bang yeah. if you missed it. There was a, a span of time when Divincenzo was kind of you know borderline must own. I think when Eric Bledsoe was out and so forth, but. His minutes are down. You know, he's only playing 20, 22 minutes a game right now. So that's not enough to, to make me think that I have to hold him. Yeah, if anybody is hurt, though, then you're going to run to pick up DiVincenzo pretty much. For sure. Uh, I guess speaking of De'Aaron Fox, uh, so it's kind of a, a related to his back issue that he had earlier, it's, uh, this abdomen thing. Uh, said he's going to try to play today. That's not official. Um, sounds like they, they want to have another doctor talk to him. So he is by far very questionable. Um, but Corey Joseph, Joseph had a pretty good game. Uh, if you streamed him, 11 assists, 3 steals, 35 minutes. Um, but really, I guess the the main thing to talk about here is Harry Giles. Uh, season high, 19 points, had 8 boards, had 15 points in the first half. Uh, highest scoring half he's had all season. I think it's he had 16 points at a half last year. Um, one point off his career high and on offense. Easy buckets, rolling really well. He's played very mm-hmm. much, very well on defense. Uh, the minutes are up. A little bit of foul trouble. Alex Lynn played great yesterday, double-double. 
Um, I have a lot of Harry Giles. Um, have him. Mm. He has a back-to-back tonight. Plays again on Sunday. Um, so I'm pretty pumped for Harry Giles right now. I am too, and I'm with you. I, I tried to grab him everywhere he was available. I think I have him in two or three leagues. And really, he he's looked great. Spry, finally healthy. And his minutes have been kind of limited, but it doesn't seem like it's because the Kings feel that he shouldn't or can't play more than 25 minutes a game. He's just been in foul trouble relentlessly. So that's one thing he's going to have to clean up to really hit that next level. But uh, I love him. I mean, he's a double-double threat every time he takes the court now. He can get some. He's a pretty good passer for a big man. Mm-hmm. And some defensive stats mixed in. So he's great if, if he's still on your waiver wire. You know, believe the hype. Go get him. Yes, he might fall off if and when Rashawn Holmes or Marvin Bagley come back. Uh, but we don't know when they're going to come back or if even. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely grabbing Giles. Now, do you th- on that note, do you think Holmes and Bagley come back? Do they have reason to? Bagley, no. Holmes, maybe. But it's tough. I, lo- I, get, this, I get this question every day on Twitter if I should drop Holmes. And I'm like, I mean, I don't want to drop him. But, I mean, yeah. if you have to, you have to, you know. Yeah. The trade deadlines are probably gone, so you can't dump them. But... I mean, it's rough, but if you're, you know, if you're in the eight seed and you, six teams make the playoffs and you gotta, you gotta win six three out. I mean, what are you gonna do? You know? Yeah. The most optimistic thing we've heard was a tweet from his mother yeah. sa- sa- saying he'll definitely be back this season. Yeah. So, if you believe her, then maybe hold on to him. Yeah. So, uh, uh, God, Kent Bazemore faded away. He was real hot uh, coming into yesterday. Mm. I knew he was gonna fade away. We've seen these like little Bazemore pockets all the time. So, yeah, I would just drop him. Yeah, no interest there. I know Alex Len double-doubled, but I'm not buying that either. Um, I, I just stream City. You know, I'd stream him for Sunday, stream for today. You, would you stream him over, like, Bruno, for instance? Yes. Okay. I would. Because uh, I think that Luke Walton is pretty sold on this big lineup. Uh, I believe the Kings are still dead last in rebounding. Um, so that's going to help them. He was he had some really highly contested rebounds uh, yesterday, four offensive too. So, yeah, I think he's you know not double double, but I could see him being you know twelve and six and a block and a three, something along those lines, which is you know nice. pretty. You'll take that as a stream. Yeah, I think he led the NBA after the All Star break last year in three point percentage. So the Hawks for sure, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what it was. He just yeah. led the Hawks. He was up there though. Yeah, but maybe he'll uh, catch fire again this year. Yep. Uh, so that's kind of it. Buddy Heald's kind of back to life after he got benched. He did get pulled, though, uh, in the fourth quarter. He had made a mistake, and Luke Walton pulled him out for a little bit. So he's not totally out, but obviously Buddy Heald's super durable. I think he's still top 30 on the season for total value. Uh, okay, see, again, there's really nothing to go on here. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander leading the NBA in total minutes. Uh, Chris Paul, another guy who's probably top five best value picks uh, from the season. Yeah. He's been healthy. He's only missed one game. Um, and he's already, uh, I think he's... 58 games, so two more games, he's at 60 after missing 20-plus in the, each of the last three seasons. Yeah, so, and who saw the Thunder as the number five seed in the West? They it's might be the number four, man. They're playing great right now. It's very impressive. I mean, yeah. I thought they'd be out of the playoff picture right now, and yeah. hence Gallo and CP3 would be shutdown candidates, but wrong again. Yeah, it went from, oh, maybe they'll be top five in the lottery to, oh, maybe they could compete for the yeah. eighth seed. Oh, they're <laughs> definitely in the top seven. Oh, now they're home five seed. The oh, now round. they have home court possibly, yeah. <laughs> But Gallo's been great. Um, Lucas Dort's been pretty good for when he fills in, uh, and then just that lineup with Dennis Schroeder has been the best lineup in the NBA uh, when he stood with, with the starters for Dort. So, yeah, just yeah. mad props, uh, Billy Donovan definitely, who was kind of somewhat hot seedy uh, coming into the season, but um, yeah, he's he's been great. I'll give a little little credit to Nerlens Noel too. Yeah, yeah. Who's had a quietly had a very nice season off the OKC bench. I mean, you're not going to want him in a points league, but eight cat, nine cat, he's getting it done. Yep. And just chips in every night. Really, really a quiet bounce back season after a disastrous 2018. Yeah. And then one other injury hit, injury thing to hit here: the Grizzlies. Uh, obviously, we've got Jaron Jackson Jr. out probably at least two weeks, probably more. Uh, and then Brandon Clark, first game, yeah, has an opportunity and he gets hurt. Uh, so rough. That's been pretty much the story of my 30-deep season. Um, guys getting hurt on Monday and Tuesday. Um, but yeah, he's probably out. So fallout here. Gorgie Jang's obviously going to get all the center minutes. Didn't play any power forward minutes against the Rockets, which isn't surprising. But he played six minutes two games ago next to Valachunas and then four minutes. So, you know, you're talking about going from 
20-ish minutes to 24-ish minutes for a guy who's pretty good per minute. So Jang's definitely, like, Jang over Oladipo for sure. Um, yeah. A guy who definitely needs to be owned for a guy we've seen year after year. If you give him 23, 24 minutes, he's valuable. Yeah, I, I quite like him. And he can play either front court position. He can, you know, and what are the alternatives? Kyle Anderson and Josh Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I think Jang makes a ton of sense as a pickup. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and I was... Oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, I'll add the Grizzlies starting today. They have six games in the next nine days. Oh, nice. So. I was, when you, when you said that thing about players getting hurt Monday and Tuesday, <laughs> I, it was good. It, you know, I got a little bit of sympathy for that because just this week, for instance, I, I tried to play Dante Exum. I think they had four games. <laughs> uh, he got hurt Monday. Then Bruce Brown goes down Tuesday. Then Kai Bowman <laughs> sprains his sprains his ankle severely. So all of my guards just just gone. And I was already missing Kyrie Irving and Derek White had two games, so I couldn't play him. So I, I have no guards. No no weekly <laughs> never weekly leagues. Oh, it's so painful. Yeah. It just yeah, anyway. They're the worst. But um I I still I think Josh Jackson could be valuable. The Grizzlies schedule, they have a couple not easier games coming mm-hmm. up. But their March schedule at the back end of March is, oh my god, it's so bad. Uh, I could rattle it off here. So they have um, Kings tonight, Lakers tomorrow, at Atlanta, at Brooklyn, at Dallas, Atlanta home, Orlando home, and then Portland, Utah, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Milwaukee, New Orleans, New Orleans, Boston, Toronto, Toronto. Like, oh my god, they're going to lose all those games. (laughs) So um, yeah, I think that's why I think Jackson could emerge as a guy who's going to have value eventually. He had a big game against the Lakers Last week, maybe he has another big game against him tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I'm not writing him off. We've seen him go on these runs where he's inefficient, but he could do box and steals and maybe some threes. He's not shooting them nearly as much right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I like Josh Jackson as a stream. More so than, I'm, like, Bruno yeah. or whoever else. I'm, I'm good with that. Okay, cool. All right, anything else? Any other games you're interested for tonight? We've got uh, some fun ones. What's, I don't even what's on the slate tonight. I've yet to uh, examine uh, Luka, it. Luka Doncic. So Luka Doncic, uh, a hurt his thumb multiple times, left thumb, yeah. uh, and B celebrated his twenty first birthday in Miami. Oh, that's right. Last night. So <laughs> that's definitely a um, you know hashtag Miami nightlife situation for Luka. So probably no want to play him in DFS tonight. <laughs> He's still questionable with the thumb, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that big old splint on there after the game, so we'll yeah. see if he's uh, definitely risky to play Luca um, now that he's a 21-year-old man with a franchise record 21 triple-doubles, I believe, already. So, But yeah. OK, OKC and Milwaukee should be fun. Giannis is probable for that one. Um, I love watching Minnesota. Um, uh, Jordan McLaughlin, actually, low-key real yeah. quick. I think he's been a sneaky pickup. Had five minutes... In the fourth, I think they were like plus 100 net rating. Um, big comeback against Miami, so he's kind of sneaky. Yeah. Um, they have a couple back-to-backs coming up. We know D'Angelo, despite the fine, um, they'll probably sit D'Angelo. That's how do you get fined for that? Like, just make up an injury already. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a rookie mistake by the <laughs> yeah. Wolves right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward. You, I don't know if you mentioned it, but the Nuggets Clippers is the the final game of the night oh, national yeah. national game on ESPN. So that one. Tune in if you can. I know on the East Coast it's tough, man. Game starts at ten thirty. Yeah. On a, you know, tough to stay up for those. But the league has talked about potentially making the the West Coast games a little bit earlier. So a little selfishly, earlier. I'm hope, I'm hope I'm hoping that happens. Yeah, they haven't done it too much. They've they still have quite a few of those ten thirties. But they try to make yeah. some ten o'clocks. But yeah, the Thursday games have been pretty heavy on the ten thirty starts. So but it's all good. Um, any yeah. other games, dude? Brooklyn, Brooklyn and uh, Atlanta should yeah. be a fun one. I was the Atlanta, Atlanta has been a lot of fun to watch, man. We kind of knew that going into it, but they've been pretty. They have, and it's, yeah, especially as a John Collins owner in multiple leagues, oh my God, it yeah. makes it even more fun to watch. Actually, one one thing I was kind of spitballing in my own brain yesterday: uh, John Collins or Tatum next year? Huh, that's tough. You know, I think I'm going to go Tatum. I think so too. I decided I, I, I have Tatum all around at, at number potential. nine. Yeah. Nice. A little bit. I think bigs are a little bit more risky injury wise. So, yeah. But it's obviously Collins has been Collins has definitely solidified himself as a top fifteen guy next year. But yeah, Tatum over, I think's top ten. Yeah. Highest over under of the night tonight is Cavs Pelicans. That should be a yeah a, a wild one to watch as yeah. well. I think it should be a blowout. So the Pelicans are going to play when the eight seed, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
it's kind of crazy how bad they were. Everyone left them for dead. But... I have no no faith in the Blazers and the Grizzlies now without JJJ and Clark. Oh, they're done. Yeah, they're, they're they dead no in the chance. water. So yeah, and then yeah. we saw Demar Derozan was De- Demar Derozan was demoralized uh, after uh, the last game. He's like, oh, it's so frustrating to lose games, you know. So they're probably dead. But uh, obviously the, the Kings had been playing well, but this whole De'Aaron Fox thing could kind of have them be undone as well. And I, was I still, I still like. have that irrational pop faith in the Spurs. I, I don't I know. know, man. Tw- Twenty-two straight years in the postseason is just hard for me to. Yeah. It's like a, a habit I can't break. Just yeah. believing that they'll somehow make it. But it yeah, like I think realistically, back. it's probably New Orleans. Yeah, and then Lonnie Walker got talked up too. So possible stream tomorrow, um, if Lamarcus can't go. So yeah, it's, it's like we've been kind of hinting at this whole podcast. Like if guys are hurt, there are a whole lot of guys you can stream right now uh, at really any depth of your league. So. Uh, be cognizant of that, and yeah, just do the math on your on where you're at. You know, if you think you have, to, if you play hard teams the rest of the way, you need to cut bait. Um, luckily, in one of my leagues, I'm fighting for the last spot, but I play the worst team in the league next week, so uh, hopefully, I can get a big advantage. And I'm playing the team I'm fighting with the playoff spot this week, and I'm up big, so I'm feeling pretty good. Nice, awesome when it works out like that when you get a a cupcake matchup at just the right moment. Yeah, I love that. and then another league, I'm playing the team that's in first. And the team that I'm fighting with, I have a pretty good cushion, but he's playing a terrible team. So I was like, oh, I can't coast into the playoffs here. i got to really make sure yeah. I at least split. So. Yep. But yep. Well, right. hopefully all the listeners have equally positive playoff uh, yeah. matchups this week. Yep, yep. It's, uh, a, lot of, a lot of games coming up. There's not. I don't think there's many two-game weeks. Obviously, this week was Chicago and the Spurs having two gamers, but I feel like there's not as many two-gamers going forward. So it would be a little more even. Cool. All right. See you guys. Enjoy your weekend. Have a happy leap day tomorrow. And thanks for going on, man. You got it, Mike. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.